One of the main frameworks that were given in early Buddhism for the unfolding of this path and this practice is to cultivate the wholesome and to abandon the unwholesome. And this morning I'd like to share with you some reflections on this, this practice, this, this practice of the first part of that, this cultivating the wholesome. As we find the Buddha saying in the numerical discourses, cultivate what is wholesome, practitioners. It is possible to cultivate what is wholesome. If it were not possible to cultivate what is wholesome, I would not tell you, cultivate what is wholesome. But because it is possible to cultivate what is wholesome, I say to you, cultivate what is wholesome. If this cultivation of what is wholesome were conducive to harm and pain, I would not say to you, cultivate what is wholesome. But because this cultivation of what is wholesome is conducive to benefit, conducive to contentment, I say to you, cultivate what is wholesome. I find it interesting that the, the Pali word for cultivate, cultivation, is bhavana, which some of you might be familiar with, as in metta bhavana, the cultivation of something like loving kindness. And we're here just to do that, to cultivate these wholesome qualities of the heart and mind, like mindfulness and loving kindness and compassion, equanimity, even qualities like patience. And what I find helpful to remember just in terms of my practice is uh, some of the connotations around this word bhavana. One translator uh, thinks that the Buddha uses this, when he used this word bhavana, he was thinking of all of the farmers that were around him in his, his uh, present day, cultivating the crops, cultivating the land, and bringing to mind the earthiness, the ordinariness of cultivation, the cultivation in terms of farming. And it's helpful for me to remember this because what I bring to mind is where I live in Flagstaff, what it's like to garden. In Flagstaff, we're at uh, an elevation of 7,000 feet, which is about uh, 2,000 meters high or 2,100 meters high with erratic weather. Like there can be a frost in Flagstaff all the way into the beginning of June, a frost when the temperature goes down below zero degrees Celsius. Or there can be these random hailstorms that come and just in a few minutes, the plants can be so damaged just by these chunks of hail that can come unannounced. 
And just like in my practice, I notice that if I have this thought that I can control the unfolding of my long retreat, why well, it's bad news. <laughs> it creates so much suffering where I feel like I'm in control of the hailstorm or the sunny day or the rains that are coming or not coming. And when the weather is bad and I feel like I'm in control, it's the perfect conditions for giving rise to doubt, to my judging mind, blaming mind that somehow I'm not doing it right. Or oppositely, when the rains are there and the sun without hail, and I claim that as if I am the good meditator, the one better than others, as if I'm in control. I feel like the Buddha is reminding me through this teaching of cultivation that I can influence the conditions, but I'm not in control. Moment after moment, there's this opportunity to influence the unfolding of the practice, but not control it. I can plant the seeds, weed, water, influencing but not controlling. And so when I remember this, I sometimes bring my practice down just to one condition to influence, which is simply having this willingness to be present. Or if your main practice is loving kindness, the willingness to cultivate kindness, the willingness to cultivate compassion. And what I appreciate about this when I remind myself this is that I don't even have to be present. I just have to have the willingness to be present. Because maybe by now in your retreat or if you're beginning your retreat, you might understand how little control sometimes we have around actually being present but we can influence the conditions by simply our willingness. And then sometimes the mind is sharp and clear, the conditions come together and mindfulness is strong and vibrant. And at other times with the willingness to be present, yet the mindfulness is still weak. It's just the weather of the day. influencing one aspect. And cultivation is messy, just like gardening or farming. All kinds of things can happen unexpectedly out of our control.
And sometimes on the days when the weather is bad, sometimes I can have a thought, boy, I wish I didn't live in Flagstaff. (laughs) I hate the hail, the winds. It'd be so much nicer if I lived in California where the weather is gentler. But I need to remind myself, I don't get to choose. These are the conditions I've been given to influence. In Flagstaff, when the hail comes, if you're lucky and you have just a little bit of time, you can put out the sheets over the tomato plants or the squash plants, just giving it enough protection from the hailstones tearing into the leaves. And what I'm reminded is that sometimes when bad weather comes, I need some kind of sheet of protection. Sometimes the softening power of self-compassion. So I'm influencing the conditions, not controlling it. A friend in in Flagstaff after a summer where there was a number of unpredicted random hailstorms where her plants were so torn up, had the thought, screw it, I'm not going to garden anymore. And they tore out their gardens in zeroscaped, which means they put in the gravel and the rocks because they didn't want to go through such emotional pain of seeing their plants torn. So I invite you to remember if it fits. I know I need to remember when I come to such a place where I want to tear out the garden of how fertile the soil is here at the forest refuge while you're practicing. It's such a precious opportunity with such ripe, fertile conditions. It just needs that willingness to influence again and again and again to shape the conditions in a certain direction.
there is this chance to influence so deeply moment after moment. And an invitation to see this more and more deeply, to get this on deeper and deeper levels is the heart of this path. To see conditionality, that it's just conditions arising and passing away. That's all that's going on on this retreat. And being willing to influence with this willingness. As the Buddha says, one who sees conditionality, conditions arising and passing, sees the Dharma. And one who sees the Dharma sees conditionality. So may your practice today bring forth at some point a fruitful and bountiful harvest of the Dharma for all beings.